How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. If you guys are new, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button. So I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's a video. A lot of people in the comments have been asking how they can support this channel. Is there any way to do it, like merch and all that? I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm not going to set up a Patreon or nothing like that, but I did set this up. If you guys want to check something out, it'll be linked right here. You guys can see this is join now. So a lot of these videos we do on YouTube are not monetized. It takes days for them to get monetized. They all got to be reviewed. They all got to be pushed up the chain of command because of the, the, the stuff we talk about. Uh, for some reason, YouTube can be very iffy on this topic, but I'm going to continue to do videos in half for the past two months. And I'm just asking you guys if you guys would like to to join us. It's, it's like right here. It says join now. You just click on there and you guys get a loyalty badge next to your name every single time you comment. You guys will get custom emojis, early access to videos, priority to reply to all comments. I'll reply to everybody. And you guys will get uh, just pretty much early access, and you'll be as we supporting this channel, helping me pay for all the expenses like my camera guy and the editing and the time. And we spend six, seven, eight hours a day on these videos, and a lot of times we're not making any money on them because it's just the way YouTube works. But I feel like this is the kind of content I need to make sure we are putting out. So if you would do me a favor, just click the join now down there. I made it as cheap as I possibly can. It is the cheapest that YouTube will allow me to make it. So hey, if you want to support the channel and us continue to make this content, please do so by doing. Down there. That's, that's pretty much that. We're not going to sell merch or hats or anything like that. This is the way you can if you would like to support us over here. So there you go. So I have redone this entire map. All right. This entire map has been redone. I'm going to tell you right now, a little bit frustrated this morning. I redid it and then erased all of it. So I wasted about an hour and a half of my life that I'll never get back. But here you go. This one I spent a little bit more time on. As you can tell, look at this thing. It is big and beautiful all the way through. All the lines connect. They've been bothering me for quite a, quite a long time. All the lines never connected. Here's over Mick Alive. You can see the little areas. These little blue ones you guys see right here, just like that. Those are going to be your slight, uh, I, I'm not going to say slight resistance areas, but smaller force of Ukrainians. And then over here, of course, you guys do know, these are going to be heavily, heavily fortified positions. And of course, the red area is controlled by the Russian military. So all the way through here, oh yeah, you got these areas, which are the troop buildups. And then I put these gray circles, as you guys can see. These are going to be the key key areas that Russia needs to take to actually change um, change the, the course of this, this this war. So these are very crucial areas. You can tell there's a lot of roadways going in and out of them. There are also areas uh, Ukraine needs to hold, so vice versa. Those gray areas are very, very important. So there's another one of these troop buildups right there. I also annotated, which is a new new thing, so I put the logistical hub Kupiansk on this, area, on this map. And also this dotted black line you see going into Russia – that is the train route. So that is the train, the supplies that can come in on this northern side to that, that logistical hub of Kup, Kupiansk. So the black lines, of course, are the uh, routes. So hopefully you guys like it. There's a little bit going on inside of this area. Uh, it's mainly just in this eastern, northeastern side, and then, of course, in Mariupol. All right. Love it. Love it. Hope you guys do, do enjoy these maps because, God, they take a lot of time to do <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and start this video off with a little bit of a, I don't know, I like, kind of like the laughing one. I can get you guys off in a good mood. So here's a, here's a quick video of how Russians managed to cross a simple bridge crossing. It's, it is what it is. With this channel, we like to talk about Ukraine and everything that's going on in the world that has to do with with conflicts, I guess you would say. Israel has now successfully tested a new iron beam laser interception system. This thing is insane, by the way. This is We're in 2022. This is nuts. This stuff's out there. It's the world's first energy-based weapon system that uses a laser to shoot down incoming UAVs, rockets, and mortars that cost $3.50 per shot. Oh, my God. Uh, here's a quick video from it of the demonstration. It's, it's extremely impressive. 
So shortly, I've edited yesterday's video. So after I edited this thing, uh, there's always stuff that comes out and changes. You guys do know. So shortly, I've edited yesterday's video. So after I edited this thing, uh, there's always stuff that comes out and changes. You guys do know the the ship that they had shot. They actually hit them with two Neptune. I don't know. I held up three fingers there, but two Neptune missiles, and they did sink that ship. It was on its way to port, and in, and it sunk in bad weather and whatnot. I do expect Russia to take a drastic measure when it comes to 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 answering back with this. And they did hit Kiev pretty hard. They hit Mikhailov over the night. And I will say, um, this is the largest loss they've suffered since World War II. I mean, they had 500 men aboard the ship. They claim that they did uh, extract them all, but we haven't seen like incoming videos of this. So I, I'm going to say that that is not going to be the case. The Pentagon said that they actually watched the ship sink and they watched them offload some men, but there's no way that they offloaded all 500 of them. So it towed, like I said, while I was being sunk in a bad storm, as a lot of you guys do know. Russia is also claiming that it destroyed a factory inside of Kiev that makes anti-ship missiles after confirming its flagship vessel has been sunk. I don't know how much I believe this because I've not seen video proof and or any actual evidence of this happening. They did hit the outskirts of Kiev. I do know that that is a thing, but I don't know if they hit a, a missile, anti-ship missile factory. So I don't think that's a thing. I think they just use this to kind of like bolster their image and, and more of a propaganda thing. So we'll see here in the next 12 hours or so. There might be something that comes out. I could be wrong. Could already could be out there. But as I'm filming this, it has not been confirmed. All right, Russia's doing more of their warning. So they warned the U.S. and NATO once again that there could be unpredictable consequences if they continue to send Ukraine sensitive weapons as it prepares to launch a massive ground force offensive in the eastern side of Ukraine. For anyone thinking that this conflict is even close to being ending, like anytime soon, by the way, you need to rethink this because the Secretary of State, along with European allies, have stated they do not believe that there is a short-term end in sight for this war and it could easily go beyond 2022. Russia is now preparing for uh, to publicly call its military operation a war. And one of the reasons for this would be so they can activate their reserve personnel and conscripts to fight in Ukraine. Right now, we all know it's a special military operation, so they cannot bring in all these reserves and conscripts. But if they change it to a war, in which a lot of indication that I believe that's going to happen, which we'll show you here in a second, they can do that. All right, so the big bear himself, old Russia, decides it wants to poke even... Another country, right in the side, once again, Japan. I, I still don't believe that Russia could fight a two-front war. I don't know why they keep doing this. Anyway, they decided to, to apparently take two of their submarines from the Pacific Fleet, test fire caliber cruise missiles from an underwater position in the waters of the Sea of Japan. Now, just listen to this. It gets even crazier. There was more than 15 vessels from the fleet were a part of this drill, and they successfully targeted a mock enemy. 
Just so everyone is aware, the current situation in the area with these tests, when they took place, the USA, excuse me, the USS Abraham Lincoln Carrier Strike Group is conducting bilateral operations with Japan Maritime Self-Defense Force in the Sea of Japan. So inside the same sea, they shot these ballistic cruise missiles, or caliber cruise missiles, excuse me, at the same time we were there and Japan was there. Tokyo has also stated that Moscow is urged to uh, urged to refrain from any actions that could increase tension in Northeast Asia. I don't know what they're doing. We're, we're talking about they're literally test firing cruise missiles, ballistic or caliber cruise missiles at the same exact time. One of our like we're there. What is what are they doing? This is a massive show of force. Uh, let's see if you stir the pot even more, by the way. Just going to throw this out there. Let's stir that pot. Just get it going. Get the worldly pot going. China is going to be hold a large-scale Navy drill around Taiwan right now as a U.S. delegation is on the island. Boo! Yes. What is going on right now? We're taking a big, just, just, just stirring this pot right now. This stuff is getting crazier and crazier by the day. Russia has also increased the amount of aircraft it's sent near the Polish airspace. They've been sending SU-35s, SU-27s, MiG-29s from Belarus, causing NATO pilots to scramble two to three times a day right now. So they're literally just going right on the border of that Polish airspace and coming right back every single time, every single day, two to three times a day, just stirring it up. Oh man, I'm telling you guys, we're just taking the, they're just taking a big cauldron with a big pot in their ladle and they're just doing this. I guess you don't know if you stir with a ladle. I think you just scoop with a ladle, but like a wooden spoon. Kind of like that witch inside of Cinderella. That wasn't Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty. Russia has used a long-range bomber for the first time of this war and struck Mariupol. Two Russian strategic heavy bombers, Tu-95-160s, launched cruise missiles for the first time. They used armed aggression bombs that were actually dropped from a tu 22 M3 hitting Mariupol. That is the first time this has happened. It actually came out from Ukrainian sources. I first saw it on Russians' uh, networks, and now I have seen it there. Russian forces opened fire in two buses full of evacuees as well. Seven people were killed. Another 27 were wounded as the buses traveled near the village of Boran, which is close to the contested city of Izium. So that one is terrible, but that is something that happened. I don't really know exactly why they would do that. I'm sure these, these vehicles were fully written on the side that says don't don't shoot at me or I, I i just can't believe that so this is another big deal god there's so much going on president Zelensky has made a direct appeal to president biden of the united states of course to designate russia as a state sponsor of terrorism which would which is which is one of the most powerful and far-reaching sanctions the u.s can actually do designating russia as a state sponsor of terrorism is a powerful a powerful play for for a few different reasons one economic penalties are massive way bigger than what they've done so far I mean, look at uh, currently there's only four countries that are underneath this umbrella, I guess you would say, that are counted as state sponsors, North Korea, Cuba, Iran and Syria. And look at their economies. Look at them. Big thing here. It would freeze all Moscow's assets inside of the United States and literally cause like if any country wants to do work with Russia, they'll be hit as well with sanctions. So literally it would it would cut them off from the entire planet. So lucky for us, Russian main state TV stations have been translated for us with captions. I'm so excited about this. You're about to watch a piece from this, and I will play in full so you guys don't think that I'm actually chopping it up, making try, trying to meet like some type of narrative you may think I have. I don't know. I, I know a lot of you guys know I'm not trying to, to meet some sort of narrative. But you're going to tell inside of this video, I'm just going to let you know what's going to play, and I'll talk to you here in a second. На котором случился пожар. Речь про флагман Черноморского флота России. Но даже то. 
что есть посягательство на нашу территорию, есть казус Белли абсолютный повод к войне, настоящий, без дураков. Не всяких, как это называется, ну что мы сейчас ведем? Специальная специальная военная операция России Кончилась Сегодня ночью она кончилась. И она кончилась с тем, когда нападают на нашу, на нашу родину с вами. Когда вы говорите «ночью кончилась», вы имеете в виду крейсер «Москва»? Когда вы говорите про войну, вы имеете в виду объявление мобилизации сказали, тотальной? Стоп! Я не хотел говорить о крейсере «Москве», тем более, чтобы были разные. Но вы сказали, крейсер «Москва» – это абсолютное повод для войны. Стопроцентный. Это флагман наш. И здесь думать нечего. Здесь нужна ответка, но какая? Ее нужно придумать. Спецоперацию России на Украине – то, во что это вылилось, уже смело можно называть не лукавя, Третьей мировой войной, совершенно точно. Мы прямо сейчас сражаемся, если не с НАТО, то уж точно с инфраструктурой НАТО. И это тоже надо осознавать Соединенными Штатами Америки. Круглосуточно они по железной дороге поставляют оружие, круглосуточно по земле из Польши поставляют оружие. В этом смысле, конечно, не шутка, что надо очень серьезно подумать об уничтожении железнодорожных узлов. Там, конечно, вопросики, они все едут и едут, я имею в виду лидеры. Но лидеров надо предупредить, пусть дома надо сидят. по Киеву, тогда они приедут. Вот что нужно сделать. Вот этого не должно быть никогда. То, что мы сейчас видим на экране. А есть один способ ответить. Бабахнуть один раз и все. So they're calling for an all-out war inside of this, this, this video. Inside, this is playing all over Russia. They're calling for an all-out war. And, and they've been clinging on to this, this special military operation thing for so long now, for, for the last, what, 50 days? And they even called this war in Ukraine World War III because they claim to be fighting against NATO. I can promise you right now, they are not fighting against NATO. They're fighting against weapons that NATO uses, but not NATO forces. And these aren't even our most powerful weapons. So that's another thing that they need to take into consideration when they start calling this thing World War III. And they haven't felt the whole mighty power of America's military might. I know a lot of people, I know I'm American, I know I'm, I'm, I bleed red, white, and blue, but I'm being very honest. Our military is extremely powerful. I was in for seven, seven years, I fought in two different wars, and it's been, you know how long it's been since I fought in a war? Ten years. Ten years. I think I was, I was in Afghanistan in 12, yeah, so ten years. We were so powerful back then, I could not even fathom the kind of stuff that we have now. It would, it, like back then, we had glasses that you could attach, like stuff you would see in a video game. We could literally see a UAV, like when you throw a drone up, like we could, like this was 10 years ago. We had capability of seeing on-ground UAV instantly, what they're seeing above, like the kind of stuff that we have is just nuts. But the, what you just saw was, was them literally trying to sell to their civilians to make this look like we are the bad guys here in the West and they get more support for Russia. I get it. It's all propaganda it, it, from both sides. You can see it from the West and from Russia. I try to be as, as much as I can in the middle, but there's so much just ugh, from that side that I have to put it out like that. Like you would never see anywhere here in the West calling for, for this kind of stuff. And, and the crazy part is they got so mad Because Ukraine sank a ship that was, that was part of an invading force of their country. You can't hit somebody in the face and they get mad when they hit you back. You know what I mean? That's, it's not something that's possible. You know, you can't walk up to somebody at McDonald's, punch them in the face, and they get mad because they just hit you back. I guess this is not a thing. 
So there's the final video. This is actually coming out of Tayyum. And I'm going to show you guys where this is at, though. So this is actually in Russia. This is, I actually, I mapped it out. It is a 40-hour 40, 40 drive. I don't know why I use Kiev, but it's a 40-hour drive. So there's Tayyuman right there. Look at this. Oh, yeah, it's, this is big. We're inside of Russia. Still backing up here. There's Moscow. Yeah, you guys see that red dot? All right, there you go. Look how far away. This video you're about to see is coming out. It is a massive amount of MLRS is being shipped by train, which is a clear indication that the next phase of the war is getting closer and could be much bloodier. So Russian troops have actually overrun a checkpoint on the outskirts of Marinka. The images you guys are currently seeing from this battle, and I actually have the grid coordinate, which I'm going to show you guys right now. So here is the actual grid coordinate, and from Google, look, look at this, some satellite imagery, we can actually see the trench systems. Look at all the defensive fighting positions right here. Man, I should have screenshotted this so you guys can see them. But look at this right here. Look, you can set these three things right here. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Look at these trenching systems right here. That's the same one that they have actually overrun. And I look it up. It is in Marinka. So let's go ahead and scroll on over here. So it's right here. It's on this main route of N15. So going into Marinka right there, uh, just outside of Donetsk. This is one of those routes I've been talking about. These, these main yellow routes you guys need to pay attention to. These are the ones they need to, they need, they need to secure to actually make an eastern, or excuse me, a westernly push through Ukraine. All right, so here in Pop Santa, there's another, there's a, there's a Russian source is actually stating that Russian forces have actually broke through the Ukrainian defenses inside of Pop Santa. I, I haven't seen any other source say this yet, so I don't know if it's, if it's true or not. Uh, but I'm going to say right now, they say that, that they have taken control of the city council building, which would I have actually indicated right here. You see this red square? I have noted it where it's at. So if they have pushed through there, that means they have, I, I don't know yet. Well, it's not confirmed, but I will say it might be true. It may not be, but I just want you guys to know. So right now they're stating that right now they have pushed through the defensive lines of Pop Santa. So we're going to move down to Mariupol. So down over here. Oh, man, this map just looks a lot cleaner. So it is now believed to be confirmed that Russians have taken control of the Illich factory, which you guys see the photos of right now. That's coming from a Russian source as well, but I believe it to be true. So I do want to say it is right now. And I, and I have annotated here on the map, as you guys can see, this is exactly where that is at. So I'm not going to say it's confirmed until tomorrow when more stuff comes out on it. But right now, they have claimed to also have captured the 36th Brigade commander while doing so. We know that the Russians stated that they took over 1,000 Ukrainians hostages, or excuse me, POWs, I guess you would say, down in this area when, in fact, it ended up being around 100. So always take with what they say with a grain of salt and fact check and make sure and confirm. So Russian troops have now taken the base. This is This is true. I know this to be true, of the National Guard's 12th Operational Brigade inside of Mariupol. The image you guys are currently seeing is coming from a trusted source, and I can verify that that is real. I don't know how long they can hold on the Mariupol. This is, I mean, we've seen this thing shrink and shrink and shrink over time. I don't really know what the outcome could be. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they can get reinforcements in here to help these guys. I really don't. I don't know what the end result is going to be. Ah, oh, dang. I just, I feel for him. So we're going to end it on this video. This is what it looks like to drive the Mariupol, if you guys want to know. Uh, it has been noted that 95% of the houses within the city have been destroyed. So here is that video.
All right. Well, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode for today. I will catch you guys tomorrow. I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Make sure you go join if you guys could support the channel. And then I am out. See you guys.